Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home Inshallah Ta'ala in our session tonight We shall try to cover the actions taken by Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala With the Jewish community of Madinatul Munawwara When Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came to Madinatul Munawwara A sizable population of Jews had already settled in Yathrib Yathrib is the old name of Madinatul Munawwara They had settled in Madinatul Munawwara Not in one area but in different zones Scattered all around Madinah Munawwara Possibly uh, this particular tribe, the Jews that were settled in Medina, were those that were expelled by the Romans from Palestine in the first century of the Christian era. And so they found a new home, a new settlement in Yathrib along with the indigenous population, the Arabs that were already there. And so they had settled in Madinatul Munawwara in the different zones of Yathrib. Their profession, what were the Yahud doing, what was their business? The same business that they did even during the time of Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. And basically the Jews were money lenders. Money? Money lenders. What they would do is they would borrow money to the people of Medina and the money that was loaned to the people was returned at, an, at exorbitant rates of interest. This was their profession. The same thing what they did during the time of Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam warned the Jewish people that this is haram even in the sharia of Isa alayhi salatu wasalam usury, sood and so basically what they were doing is making sure that the poor people become completely destitute they become completely destitute so in Medina if you needed money 
the only bank available was with the Jewish people but at the same time you'd pay a lot of high interest when you would want to pay that amount back and that is why these were the people who generally dominated the economic scene of Madinatul Munawwara however when Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to Madinatul Munawwara all the signs of Nabuwat's prophethood were visible in Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the Jewish people could most definitely identify that Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam is that only individual who is mentioned in their scriptures and who they were waiting as the last Nabi to come. All the signs were visible on the face of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In fact the Quran says يَعْرِفُونَ كَمَا يَعْرِفُونَ أَبْنَاءَهُمْ that like how a father would recognize his own child that this is my child and I am the father and he is my son Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says it was so transparent and open for the Jewish people that when they saw Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and if they were to match his personality and his character with their scriptures it would be a perfect description and they would have no choice but to accept Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam but unfortunately what had happened is that the Jews were accustomed to towards adopting this bullying attitude even with Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam what they wanted is they wanted Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam to be subservient to the Jewish community as what they did with the previous Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam making life extremely difficult for the prophets but Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam of course things were very different Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam adopted a complete independent attitude and this is what the Jewish community disliked in Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and thereafter they accused him and said to him that you are not the Nabi that we are waiting for and they hosted enmity and animosity in the hearts in their hearts for the Muslims and also the local Arabs the Aus and the Khazraj remember that these were the indigenous population of Madinatul Munawwara unfortunately both of the tribes were disunited and were fighting amongst each other and what would happen is that the third party would always take advantage and that third party was the Jewish community and that is why the Aus and Khazraj invited Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam that they wanted someone who would take a leading role like Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and would unite the Aus and Khazraj and they welcomed the Muhajireen and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam now when Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to Madinatul Munawwara what he did is that he followed the policy of uh, live and let, let live live and let live and so he said to the Jewish community that uh, a charter 
was declared by the Muslims and also the Jewish people that there will be no disunity amongst the different groups and that we will respect each other and that we will live in peace and harmony this was endorsed and signed even by the Jewish people by their rabbis and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam put an extra condition that if anyone was to attack the Muslims of Madinatul Munawwara then the Jewish people would have to side with the Muslims and they agreed to that but unfortunately there is something in their blood that uh, they can never honor and respect Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam that came to these tribes and instead of honoring what was written by Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam they launched a vilification campaign against the Muslims and on a number of occasions inshallah ta'ala what I'll do is I'll mention a few incidents here some of the provocations and provocational incidents that came from the side of the Jewish people making life difficult for the Muslims and these were the first people who violated the charter and the truce that was agreed between the Muslims and also the Jewish people for an example the Jewish people were very different to the people of Makkah Allahu Akbar these were people who would target Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam? A Jewish lady, what she did is that she would write poetry, pungent poetry, ridiculing Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and making a mockery of the physical appearance of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now, Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een could tolerate everything and anything. But when it came to respecting Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, this was something which was very important. Anybody who disrespected Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, this was like heresy. And what would mean that in the Islamic Sharia, a person could be punished by death. And these are the laws of Sharia that any man who mocks or disrespects Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, they can be killed in Darul Islam. And Madinatul Munawwara was Darul Islam. So many a time some of the companions would go and visit this lady and would tell her that look, make sure that you refrain from your, from your nefarious activities, wicked activities, writing poetry against the appearance of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, al-yazu billah, Describing the face of Rasulullah, the features of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam in a very negative manner. But she continued and she thought that as previously in the past, uh, the Jewish community would overpower Anbiya alayhimu salatu wasalam and they would dictate even over the prophets that came. And they thought that the same will happen here. But with Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, everything was very different. And now he had the companions, the muhajireen and also the ansar. Immediately when she did not stop, a group of the muslimin went and they stabbed her to death. And she died. And so there was no messing in Madinatul Munawwara. Respect was respect and respect must be given to the Muslims, to the Quran and especially to Rasulullah 
sallallahu alayhi wasallam and this was a warning to the community that was there but that did not stop uh, the Jewish community and especially the Banu Qaynuqa tribe from continuing to mock with Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam another man stood up who was known as a very famous Jewish poet whose name was Abu Afaq whose name was Abu Afaq again he started writing poetry against Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam again very politely a group of companions went to Abu Afaq and warned him that this is against the truce that your rabbis have signed and declared with the Muslims with our Nabi Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and you have to respect our faith and we will respect your faith but this man Abu Afaq continued in his arrogance and he started writing eventually a group of Muslims came and he, when he was killed the arrogance of the Jewish community was such my respected brothers that there was this great alim a rabbi of the Jewish community whose name was Finhas whose name was Finhas what he started saying the rest of the poets were mocking Aliyazubillah the features and the appearance of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam but this rabbi started blaspheming and attacking the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he said to the Muslims that the God of the Muslims is a poor God the God of the Muslims is a poor God and Allah needs money Al-Iyazubillah and the reason why he said this is when Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam encouraged the Muslims to give money in the path of Allah and when you give money in the path of Allah that is Qarzay Hasana and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will repay you in many folds that amount Allah will pay you, repay you that amount in many folds so when you give qarz to Allah Allah will give that qarz back to you in many folds and so the purpose was to give in the path of Allah because what you give Allah most definitely will return that amount back to you and so he started saying that the Jewish God is a rich God and the God of the Muslimin is a poor God and in arrogance in front of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala he said that the Jewish community are so rich that the Jews don't even need God what did he say? this man Finhas and this is recorded in the books in books of Tariq and he said that the Jewish community of Medina don't even need God God needs them when he said this to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq slapped him one gave him one slap on the face and this is a senior rabbi in Medina Tul Munawwara and Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala said to him that if it was not of the truth that was agreed by Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam I would have cut off your head with my own hands now and I would have killed you for what you have said and this was the condition of Madinatul Munawwara every now and then an incident would take place they would want to provoke 
the Muslimin and especially the difficulty was now that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam had said to the Ansar and the Muhajireen that none should borrow money from the Jewish people because they engage in ribah, in interest, which is haram. And Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to the rich people, the rich Muslim community of Madinatul Munawwara from amongst the Ansar and the Muhajireen that they should give money as qarz, as loan. And that fixed amount that was taken must be repaid back, must be given back. And so now when the Jewish people saw that the indigenous population is not going to them and no one is taking a loan from them, this again also instilled in their hearts a lot of grudge, hates and jealousy for the Muslimin. Slowly, alhamdulillah, now the Muslims were getting united and there was unity between the Aus and Khazraj and the Muhajireen were also being helped by the Ansar and now the Muhajir were also doing tijarat in the markets of Madinatul Munawwara. Now one incident which was again a very important incident and the Muslim community need to learn something from this incident uh, in the time that we live in today is a Muslim lady in hijab in Burqa she went to a jewelry shop in Madinatul Munawwara in, in the zone or in the quarters of the Banu Qaynuqah that is where the Banu Qaynuqah people were staying and these were people who would sell gold and jewelry to the people and especially to the women that would come for trading so this Muslimah went to the shop with the intention to buy something and a group of Jewish men were in the shop when, when they saw this Muslim lady uh, in the shop with burqa and niqab what they did is that um, from behind from the back they unpinned one of the ribbons one of the ribbons which was tightened to her lower garment of the burqa and she did not realize this and this was just a mockery they wanted to make fun funds out of this uh, Muslim lady that was here and when this Muslim lady went out of the shop Allahu Akbar she took a few steps and the group of people Jewish men were waiting to see what would happen obviously she did not know what had happened when she started to walk what had happened is that the lower garment of her dress came down exposing her nakedness and this was very difficult for a Muslimah at that time now all of the people in that area were Jewish people and it so happens that there was one Muslim man walking in the area when he saw what was happening with this Muslim lady and they were uh, mocking and jeering at this Muslim lady this man went and he attacked one of the Jewish men and killed him and when they saw that the Jewish man died they all ganged up upon this Muslim man and he also was made shaheed now when this news was given to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was extremely angry but again, look at the sunnah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam tolerated everything that came from the side of the Jewish community. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam called the Banu Qaynuka people and said to them that we want compensation of the wrong that you have done. We want compensation of the wrong that you have done. Because of you one Muslim has died. 
And you were the people who have instigated this situation, this incident. And the Banu Qaynuqa leader, the Jewish man said to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we will not give no compensation to the Muslims. And in fact, we warn the Muslims, don't think that we are the weak people like the people of Makkah who lost the battle with the Muslims in the battle of Badr and the battle of Uhud. We have an army and we are strong and we are prepared to fight you. The Jewish community of Banu Qaynuqa who were settled in Madinatul Munawwara. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam returned back and he sat with the senior companions and he said Allah's Nabi himself decided and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam called Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam gave him the flag and said to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala that you are the leader you are the Amir of this contingent a small uh, batch of the Muslim army to go and settle the score with the Banu Qaynuqa who are prepared to fight with the Muslims and so Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala mashallah with an army of Muslim men went towards Banu Qaynuqa now Banu Qaynuqa were people who lived in this uh, fortified area it was fortified by huge towering walls huge towering walls and just a few days ago they were boasting in front of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam that we will come out to fight the Muslims when they saw Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and marching with some of the companions sahabai kiram ajma'een all of them shut themselves in their stronghold all of them shut themselves and sealed themselves inside and Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala is going around the fort walking all the way around want, wanting to speak to the people of Banu Qaynuqa and it is said that they were not prepared to come out to fight the Muslims now, Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala was very intelligent what he did is that Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala sealed and shut all the routes and avenues that were possible tunnels to take in food supply and water supply to the people of Banu Qaynuqa. So Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala cut off all the avenues and routes that could make a tunnel into the zone of Banu Qaynuqa where they were living. And eventually what had happened, it was difficult for them, no food and no water. They had to surrender and they surrendered at the hands of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an and when they came to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam had taken a very lenient decision with the people of Banu Qaynuqa. In fact, some of the ulama have mentioned that according to the Jewish scriptures, according to their scriptures, even if Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam had taken the decision to behead all of the people of Banu Qaynuqa, it would have been accepted in accordance to their scriptures. But Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to the Banu Qaynuqa people that I want you to leave Madinatul Munawwara immediately and take with you all your possessions and whatever you can. And so here again we see Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, mashallah, a very brave soldier 
And during the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he was at the forefront in all the military expeditions. In fact, especially in matters of the Jewish community. We also see that one of the tribes that lived in Medina was Banu Mustaliq. A small tribe, a Banu Mustaliq tribe, the children of Mustaliq. Now these were people who had joined uh, their, um, their community with another tribe which was known as Banu Khuza'a. And Banu Khuza'a with Banu Mustaliq decided that they were going to invade Madinatul Munawwara and they wanted to fight the Muslims of Madinatul Munawwara. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when he found out, he approached and confronted the people of Banu Mustaliq. The people of Banu Mustaliq did not want to speak to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam understood. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam again we see called Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, gave him the flag and said to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, that I want you to go and take control of the people of Mustalaq, the Jewish people that are there. Now, something amazing happened um, with the people of Banu Mustalaq. These were people in the arrogance wanted to fight the Muslims. And the Banu Khuza'a were ever ready, even more than the Banu Qaynuqa, to fight the Muslimin. And so Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala went with a group of mujahideen to the Banu Mustalaq. And Mustalaq were people who were waiting for Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. Information was given to them that Hazrat Ali is the Amir. When Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala came, they said to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala that we won't fight you at the moment. We just want to challenge some of the warriors that are with you. Why? Banu Mustalak had someone who was considered to be the most brave in the Jewish community. A great warrior and a wrestler. And his name was Qatada. Kya Qatada. And Banu Mustalak said that we will ask Qatada to come out. And Qatada was this huge man, built, very strong, physically very, very strong. And he came out and he said, first we want anyone from the Muslims to fight Qatada. And who was the Amir? Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. We remember that during all the dual sessions, even in the battle of Badr and even in Uhud, it was always Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. And even here with Banu Mustalaq, Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala came forward. And it is said that the sword of Hazrat Ali was also a very heavy sword. A very heavy sword. And Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala came out and he said to Qatada that Qatada I will challenge you. And MashaAllah Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala fought with this warrior of the Jewish community and they fought for a few rounds and eventually Alhamdulillah by the mercy of Allah Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala killed Qatada. Now when Qatada was killed they called another warrior and another strong man amongst the Jewish community and his name was Malik his name was Malik Malik came out again he fought with Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala one man only and Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala also killed Malik now Malik had a son who was also young and very strong when he saw that the father has been killed in order to avenge the death of the father his son came forward 
to fight Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an. And even before he could step forward, it is said that Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an with one blow cut off his head. And three of them were dead. And then Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an said to them that now are you prepared to fight? Guess what? All of the Banu Mustalik people said to Hazrat Ali that we are not in the mood to fight and we surrender. <laughs> we are not in the mood to fight and we surrender. And all of them came back to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This was the situation, my respected brothers, in Madinatul Munawwara. Uh, we have to also understand the politics uh, that was uh, there during the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam coming from all ends. With the people of Makkah, with the Jewish tribes, different, different tribes, not just one tribe. We finish with Banu Qaynuqa, and then you have Banu Khuzama, and then you had the Banu Mustalak tribe. And at all times we see, subhanallah, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam would select and he appointed Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq, inshallah, in the few sessions. Because we, we are covering the seerah and the biography of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, I wanted to make mention of all the military expeditions in which Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an had taken a fundamental role and in which he was the Amir and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave victory to the Muslims at the hands of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana muhammadin nabiyil umi wa ala alihi wa salim taslima Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tub alayna inna kanta tawabur raheem nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk Allahumma tawaffana musliman wa alhikna bis salihin sami'ina wa ata'ana gufranaka rabbana wa ilayka al-masir birahmatika ya arhamar rahim